seeking collaborations with influential people. At GZPR, we create passion-fueled collaborations that go beyond traditional representation, a performance agency that onboards new clients every month. Our focus is on POC collaborations. Contact us now at hellogzpr.com, a self-aware public relations agency exploring world perspectives with leading talents. Hello and welcome. My name is Tiffany Farag and welcome to the Get to Know You Cafe. Why is knowing another person deeply important? In an age where superficial interactions dominate our lives, the ability to authentically connect with others is becoming increasingly rare and invaluable. If you would like to master the art of getting to know others, take a look at our course. Link is available in the show description. In my mission to open conversations and access deeper dialogue, I wanted to hear from you, listeners, on last week's question and discussion. Last week, Jen Fredericks and I discussed the question, how to be proactively resilient. We received a number of responses that further deepened dialogue. Today, I'll be discussing the episode and the responses that we received. So first, I want to say a big thank you to Jen for coming on the podcast. It was beautiful. to be able to dive into this topic with her and really like break down, I guess, the the components of resilience, which I think a lot of us, including myself, that were not aware of. There were so many different components. She mentioned a number of things uh, about resilience. We looked at the genetic um, factor, the environmental factor. We looked at, you know, chronic illness. We looked, we were talking about also um, when you're hearing, you know, negative news and things that are close to your heart and the way to you know, continue to be resilient or to start being resilient to be able to, um, I guess, keep going and uh, get through the things, manage the situations, manage your your emotions, your well being, and and being able to to continue, um, continue growing, continue progressing, continue helping. I think, um, you know, one of the key factors is, you know, resilience means you're able to have this strength to be able to continue helping, helping others, helping a cause, helping, helping, um, you know, your loved ones, um, helping in so many different ways, helping the community. So I think, you know, this this factor of resilience or this characteristic, um, now we know, so if, if you listen to the podcast, if you haven't, go go and listen to uh, uh, that episode with Jen, episode 132, How to Be Proactively Resilient, because um, Jen, we, we break down and we actually talk about the seven resilience uh, muscles and um, we're able to uh, really look at the factors and like in different examples and in different situations situations when is it uh you know the right time to use these muscles can you use all seven should you use just one at a time should you use multiple or combination of some you know and, and it and it may not be sometimes you're like maybe using you know thinking about it now maybe you're using one resilience muscle predominantly and then it's like well you forget about the others and it's like well how can i incorporate these other seven resilience muscles and and focus a bit more on them maybe to like balance it out or maybe feel less strained or maybe and and help hopefully feel more resilient 
So, yeah, it was an interesting uh, topic, and I think it's something that's so important for us all to, to think about because we need to be resilient through life. Life is hard. Uh, and harder for some more than others because, you know, some of us are privileged to be able to have a roof overhead, food in our mouths, water, you know, go to school, uh, feel safe, uh, families feel safe, have our health. There's so many things. You know, I just saw a video today and it was talking about if you've got, you know, food on the table, a roof over your head, water, uh, you know, you feel safe, a home, you're richer than 75% of the people on this planet. So, you know, there's so much to be grateful for and there's so much um, uh, to be, uh, yeah, thankful and grateful for. So, you know, sometimes it's important to think on, like, what do I have? And, and, and you know, being able to have these things um, obviously gives ease to your mental state. Um, you know, in this survival, head, you know, headspace uh, as much as others who don't have a roof over their head, don't know when the next meal is going to come, don't have any water, don't feel safe, could be killed any moment, you know, like or, but anything could happen just due to like what's happening, you know, around the world. If you look at different war things that are happening to people, um, you know, we are incredibly privileged. And, and when we do have this privilege, I think there's an importance for us to, to um, be able to help those who don't in, in the ways that we can. Like, um, it's, it's incredibly important because so many of us are uh, privileged in this, way, in this way. And even if, you know, we're not born with a privilege, you know, for example, my family, like my grandfather immigrated here to Australia um, in 1971 with his five boys, um, my dad's the youngest and my grandmother and only $30 in his pocket. And, you know, we're from um, Egyptian Coptics. So, you know, we're part of the minority in Egypt. A lot of people don't know about Coptics. Everyone assumes everyone in the Middle East is Muslim. And that's not the case. And so, you know, there were a lot of different things in their time that, you know, Coptics weren't allowed. You know, you kind of looked at as second-class citizens in a way, even till now, like it's a bit, um, so, you know, sometimes, you know, you don't get promotions, you you don't feel safe, a lot of th different things where like crimes even, certain things can happen, you know, in the Coptic world, like, you know, there's certain um, things happen against Coptic people in Egypt and a lot of people don't um get convicted for it. No one's ever gone to jail or um, for like, you know, killing a Coptic or things like that. And because of this, the, you know, corruption and so on. So, you know, my grandfather made the decision to immigrate his whole family to Australia and start, you know, start fresh and start again. And, and um, so thankfully he, you know, I'm so thankful that he did that. My life would have been totally different. So, but his decision has given my life and um, given me opportunities and safety and, uh, and so many opportunities and doors and being able to dream, I think, you know, um, I don't know if some of you have seen this video, like someone was asking children, what do you dream of or what do you, you know, you want? And people who were privileged were thinking money and cars and houses and the people who are from, you know, war-torn countries and, and war zones, they're like, I just want to, you know, be with my family. I just want to play. I just want to, um, you know, be able to, like, eat dinner with my family. Like, you know, when you, when, so you have you know, all this opportunity taken from you. You don't get to dream about bigger things. You want to, and you focus and, you know, on the simpler things that have so much value in the end, really, 
too. So, yeah, it's just as important to um, really think about your own privileges and, and when you do have these privileges, not to block out any, you know, block out the rest of the world and what's happening in, 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 in you know, in these different countries. And it's like, how can you help? How can you contribute? We're all community. You know, we're all connected. As much as people don't want to re- understand that or don't want to believe that or don't want that to be the case, we are connected in one way or another with so I think um you know more and more people coming together to be able to um um make a difference in the world you know people aren't going to give you your freedom people aren't going to give you rights you have to take it that's the truth and if you look at history it's because people protest or because people were doing things and and taking action and keep knocking on the door again and again and again and sending emails and making phone calls and doing all these things to be like hey you know there needs to be freedom for all. There needs to be equality for all. There needs to be opportunity for all. That's just basic, should be basic human rights. We should all have this basic human right. I think everybody, you know, does it, we have enough food to feed the entire world. So why is that, why hasn't that been happening? You know, why don't, why can't we give this basic human necessity for everyone on this planet? Because we can do it. It's just the people in power and money and so on are stopping that from happening. But I think there should be just a, you know, a strong importance of that. Everybody should be eating, drink water. That's a basic human necessity. But, yeah, sorry, I'm going on into, you know, there's a lot of things happening in the world, a lot of things that I'm passionate about and, and um, I think there's an importance to talk about and importance to take action. I think, you know, it's not, it's just a matter of oh, feeling it or knowing it's going on and blocking it out. I don't think that should be the case. I think you should be feeling it and doing something. In one way or another, in your capabilities of what you can do, talking, talking about situations, talking about, you know, um, uh, you know, different ways that you could help or talking in your community, you know, making people realizing things or educating people and, and just you don't even need to be preaching or educating people, just like making people curious enough to educate themselves. That's the best way, really. So um, <laughs> back to the podcast. Well, we're on the podcast, but so we received uh, three different res- – we received many responses from around the world on uh, on the podcast with Jen, and I'm so grateful and thankful that everybody contributes to these conversations, wants to be part of these conversations, and wants to share their perspective or, or highlight what stood out to them or raise different questions. And, you know, it's important to hear these perspectives, and it's important for people to, you know, understand community, understand different thinking from around the world. You know, we all have different backgrounds, have been through different experiences, and so we think of different things. So when people, sometimes you raise a question or you you share a perspective or you just share a point about something, it's like, oh, I never thought of that. Someone's never thought about that. It's never come to their attention. And when you do that, you open a part of their brain to make them start thinking about that, for them to understand what they think about that or, you know, to be curious about whatever it may be, a question or so on, and explore that topic or that question and how it applies to them to be able to also when they understand that or try and understand that they'll be able to connect better with others and see how um, these different perspectives what what that what that does to other people's minds other people's experiences and other people's lives so thank you everyone for sending in your responses we have a uh, three from uh, i'm going to read out three one from sydney one from um uh, this man is from Palestine, but he's not currently there, and um, and one from Texas. 
So our first one is from Siv from Sydney. Um, Siv said, uh, it was interesting to hear that there are seven resilience muscles. I think if more people knew that they would have a better understanding on how to improve their resilience. Absolutely. Like that's something um, that I wasn't aware of. I wasn't aware that there are seven resilience muscles. And I think, yeah, absolutely. I think if we if we are more aware of, you know, this breakdown and what, and um, we'll be better able to uh just not cope, but be able to to manage our lives better, be able to uh, uh, help others as well. Like if we're all aware of this, we'd all know, wait, what is, you know, what could I do right now? I've done this, this and that. Something's not working. Is there something else I could do? And that's what I, if you listen to the episode with Jen, I was able to uh, talk about my own in, in bit of anxiety and feeling that I had with, you know, not, not a feeling like, what can I, what else can I do than, you know, boycott these different, um, things and, and, um, different brands and, uh, go to the protest, talk about it on my platform, you know, um, be able to have discussions about it, which is, which definitely was helping me, like being able to go on, the, like bring people to the podcast and, and somehow it would come up in conversation depending on the topic. And I would bring it up and, and talk about it and unpack it and bring able to bring more, um, different, um, Palestinian voices on the podcast, which has been great as well. There's going to be more podcasts coming out by other. Oh, we've had some previous Palestinians come on the podcast, and more. And that's my way, you know, giving voice and 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 speaking about it and and doing what I can. I, I feel obviously you want to do more, and when you're watching these things, you feel um, you feel like you know you're feeling it in your body, and you know something I'll share actually. I since been watching these different um uh what's been happening out of Gaza and seeing these photos and videos coming out I started dreaming about it I, I'm dreaming about it as if my own family's in those situations and I'm, it was you know it was so strange like you know twice it's happened already it's my own family and we're trying to get out and, and my put somehow my, my mind put myself in this situation and then but what's I'm grateful and thankful for is I wake up and that nightmare is a nightmare. And these people can't wake up from their nightmare. And that's the part that, you know, breaks everything, many people's hearts. Are, that it's like, you know, these people can't wake up from their nightmare. So, yeah, it was great to be able to talk about that with Jen and be able to see, like, what else can I do so that I'm in a, in a you know, my well-being and frame of mind uh, can continue and keep going and keep, talk, you know, giving voice and keep informing myself and keep uh, watching what's going on. So, yeah, it was great to be able to go through that. Our second response is from Ahmed from Palestine. Ahmed said, thank you for talking about Gaza and Palestine and how we all need to be resilient to help the people of Palestine to continue to protest, boycott and inform ourselves. No, thank you, Ahmed. And, um, yeah, absolutely, I think there's a strong importance. And, um, you know, just before doing this podcast right now, I was actually looking at, I'm sure many of you know, Martez Azaza, you know, he's sharing so many things. Actually, like 12 hours ago, there was another hospital bombed in Gaza and it's just horrific. The videos and footage that's coming out, it's just like none of us, none, no one should be going through. This is not, this is not fair. 
It's not fair. Uh, I don't care who wants power, who wants money, who wants gas. This is not fair. This should not be happening. In honest truth, people who do have this power, like I don't understand why people who, who are responsible or have power over other human beings, it should be a psychology test. They should have some psychological evaluation to see if they're actual human being. That's my honest truth. Like see if they have, you know, have humanity, have, be able to, be compassionate, empathetic towards others who don't care about the pockets, their pockets. You know, they're already getting paid enough. They have a roof over there. They have money. They have, you know, all kinds of things. Like, I think there needs to be um, this psychological evaluation to see if you are a human being and you care for other human beings before you're given the rights or you're given the opportunity to have power or to be anyone in any leadership role. That's the that's the basics, I think. So, yeah, I think um, thank you, Ahmed, for um, absolutely for um for pointing that uh, bringing that out and and uh, no thank you for uh, I think thank you to all the voices that are talking about Gaza and Palestine and who and people that are wanting to do something and, and all different cultures you know I'm, I'm from Egypt as you all know um but all these other cultures that are just as passionate and who are doing so much and who are like, no, this is not fair and who are empathetic and compassionate. And that part of their muscle, that part of their brain, that empathy part is actually activated. So thank you to those who 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 um, work on that muscle, the empathy muscle and the compassionate muscle and be able to like that part of their brain is actually activated. So, yeah, thank you. And our last response is from Jennifer from Texas. Jennifer said the resilience needed to be there for a loved one during chronic critical illness is mentally debilitating for many. To understand the resilience uh, practices uh, when we are young can help us train before we have the privilege of family uh, of family to need to do that when we are adults. Uh, thank you so much, Jennifer. Yes, absolutely. Like some of us are privileged that we don't have to have this, I guess, resilience. See, when we're young, but then we need it as adults. And um, and when there's chronic illness in family, and unfortunately for many too, you know, you, chronic illness can be when you're when when you're five and when you're four and when you're born. Like the parents, grandparents, siblings, it could be happening at you know very young age. We, we everyone's family situation and illness. You know, it doesn't matter how much money you got. Uh, illness is comes for everybody you know you can't you can't you know escape you know what happens to you regarding your it, it, so, some illnesses like you know cancer and, and and so on so these different things uh can come to anyone and yeah absolutely i think um if we are maybe it should be part of like uh class as much as we you know we study maths and english and science and all these topics so i think definitely i think many people have talked about this but there's different definitely and need another class for like empathy another class for kindness another class you know all of that together and resilience and talking about these things and training training the mind to grow it you know training these muscles because that's that's what it is at the end if you're not learning about empathy and kindness and resilience and things at home then somebody you know you need to be learning it somewhere so i definitely think schools education systems need to really have a strong uh a strong like unit or strong part of this should be part of their curriculum uh you know every year of the child's life and and daily you know there needs to be something implemented for for the for, to start 
you know, helping kids and helping, um, to, you know, and eventually this will help them as adults. So training these resilience muscles and, and growing that empathy part of their, of their minds and kindness. You know, there was a study, I remember having an episode doing a discussion with uh, Yaritza Reyes, who's um, Miss Universe Dominican Republic back in 2013. She was in the top 10. And um, we talked about how to maintain kindness through hardships. And there was a study that I that I was reading that kindness is actually a muscle like anything else. Like hopefully you have parents that teach you kindness but it's a habit that something that you need to do daily to be able to maintain and grow that um that muscle and keep that going so like people they were able to test and people who are just the minute they see something without thinking about it um they were able to act and, and do something kind or pick up somebody's thing immediately without thinking well obviously that muscle has, has been has been training and people who require more time to think before they before they do something you know you could see that oh there's there's a um they need to still work on their mind and people who actually don't do anything at all so you'll be able to see that. And it's interesting too, like some people who are not kind or are kind, they don't actually know this, uh, you know, sometimes they don't know this about themselves. So, yeah, everything I think requires uh, training and, and, and routine and habit and things that should start be happening, I think, in our education systems. Uh, thank you, everyone. Thank you for um, sending all these responses and for everybody to be part of the conversation, to open up the conversation even more. And uh, I love to say, you know, it's always interesting hearing these different di different responses and people adding to the conversation. So thank you so much. And, and yeah, you know, the more perspectives we gain, the clearer picture we can develop of ourselves and then a better a way of connecting with others. So very, thank you so much. I'm looking forward to next week's Get to Know You Cafe. Thank you for listening to the Get to Know You Cafe. If you enjoyed this podcast, rate, review, and share the podcast on Facebook or Instagram. You can tag me at Get to Know You Podcast. Be sure to listen to Tuesday's podcast and send in your responses for us to include next week on the Get to Know You Cafe to further deepen dialogue on this topic. If you have any topics you would like us to discuss, be sure to tag me in a post with your question. Join us every Thursday on the Get to Know You Cafe.